Hello and welcome to Bible 365 with me, Hugh Hattrick. And today it's day 90 of the programme and we're going to be reading through Judges chapters 3 through to 5 and in the New Testament, Luke chapter 7 verses 31 to 50. So I hope you're well and you've had a really good day. I apologise, this is a little bit late in going out tonight. Um, it has been a very, very busy day for me today, but I'm looking forward to getting the word all sorted out and reading it and to see what is going to be revealed in God's word. So Judges chapter 3. These are the nations the Lord left to test all those Israelites who had not experienced any of the wars in Canaan. He did this only to teach warfare to the descendants of the Israelites who had not had previous battle experience. The five rulers of the Philistines, all the Canaanites, the Sidonians, and the Hivites living in the Lebanon mountains from Mount Baal, Hermon, to Lebo Hamath. They were left to test the Israelites to see whether they would obey the Lord's commands which he had given their ancestors through Moses. The Israelites lived among the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. They took their daughters in marriage and gave their own daughters to their sons and served their gods. The Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. They forgot the Lord their God and served the Baals and the Asherahs. The anger of the Lord burned against Israel so that he sold them into the hands of Cushan Rishathaim, king of Aram Naharim, to whom the Israelites were subject for eight years. But when they cried out to the Lord, he raised them up for a deliverer, Othniel, son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother, who saved them. The Spirit of the Lord came on him, so that he became Israel's judge and went to war. The Lord gave Cushan Rashidim, king of Aram, into the hands of Othniel, who overpowered him. So the land had peace for forty years, until Othniel, son of Kenaz, died. Again the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and because they did this evil, the Lord gave Eglon, king of Moab, power over Israel. Getting the Ammonites and the Amalekites to join him, Eglon came and attacked Israel and they took possession of the city of Pams. The Israelites were subject to Eglon, king of Moab, for 18 years. Again the Israelites cried out to the Lord and he gave them a deliverer, Ehud, a left-handed man, the son of Gera the Benjamite. The Israelites sent him with tribute to Eglon, king of Moban, or sorry, Moab. Now Ehud made a double-edged sword about a cubit long which he strapped to his right thigh under his clothing. He presented the tribute to Eglon, king of Moab, who was a very fat man. After Ehud had presented the tribute, he sent them on, on their way, those who had carried it. But on reaching the stone images near Gilgal, he himself went back to Eglon and said, Your Majesty, I have a secret message for you. The king said to his attendants, Leave us, and they all left. Ehud then approached him, while he was sitting alone in the upper room of his palace and said, I have a message from God for you. As the king rose from his seat, Ehud reached with his left hand, drew the sword from his right thigh and plunged it into the king's belly. Even the handle sank in after the blade and his bowels discharged. Ehud did not pull the sword out and the fat closed in over it. Then Ehud went out to the porch. He shut the doors of the upper room behind him and locked them. After he had gone, the servants came and found the doors of the upper room locked. They said he must be relieving himself in the inner room of the palace. They waited to the point of embarrassment, but when he did not open the doors of the room, they took a key and unlocked them. There they saw their lord fallen to the floor dead. And while they waited, Ehud got away. He passed by the...
country of Ephraim. And the Israelites went down with him from the hills with him leading them. Follow me, he ordered, for the Lord has given Moab, your enemy, into your hands. So they followed him down and took possession of the fords of the Jordan that led to Moab. They allowed no one to cross over. At that time, they struck down about 10,000 Moabites, all vigorous and strong. Not one escaped. That day, Moab was made subject to Israel and the land had peace for 80 years. After Ehud came Shamgar, son of Anath, who struck down 600 Philistines with an ox goad. He too saved Israel. <coughs> Excuse me. Judges chapter 4. Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, now that Ehud was dead. So the Lord sold them into the hands of Jabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor, Sisera. The commander of his army was based in Harosheth, Hagoyim. Because he had 900 chariots filled with iron and had cruelly oppressed the Israelites for 20 years, they cried to the Lord for help. Now Deborah, a prophet, the wife of Lapidoth, was leading Israel at that time. She held court under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites went up to her to have the disputes decided. She sent for Barak, son of Abinoam, from Kadesh in Naphtali, and said to him, The Lord, the God of Israel, commands you, Go take with you ten thousand men of Naphtali and Zebulun, and lead them up to Mount Tabor. I will lead Caesarea, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his troops, to the Kishon River, and give him into your hands. Barak said to her, If you go with me, I will go, but if you don't go with me, I won't go. Certainly I will go with you, said Deborah, but because of the course you are taking, the honour will not be yours, for the Lord will deliver Sisera into the hands of a woman. So Deborah went with Barak to Gadesh. There Barak summoned Zebulun and Naphtali, and ten thousand men went up under his command. Deborah also went up with them. Now Heber, the Kenite, had left the other Kenites, the descendants of Hobab, Moses' brother-in-law, <coughs> and pitched his tent by the great tree in Zananim near Kadesh. When they told Caesarea that Barak, son of Abinoam, had gone up to Mount Tabor, Caesarea summoned from Harosheth, Hagoyim, to the Kishon River, all his men and his 900 chariots filled with iron. Then Deborah said to Barak, Go, this is the day the Lord has given Caesarea into your hands. Has not the Lord gone ahead of you? So Barak went down Mount Tabor, with 10,000 men following him. At Barak's advance, the Lord routed Caesarea and all his chariots and army by the sword, and Caesarea got down from his chariot and fled on foot. Barak pursued the chariots and army as far as Harobsheth Hagoyim, and all Caesarea's troops fell by the sword. Not a man was left. Caesarea, meanwhile, fled on foot to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite, because there was an alliance between Jabin, king of Hazor, and the family of Heber the Kenite. Jael went out to meet Caesarea and said to him, Come, my lord, come right in, don't be afraid. So he entered her tent and she covered him with a blanket. I'm thirsty, he said. Please give me some water. She opened a skin of milk, gave him a drink and covered him up. Stand in the doorway of the tent, he told her. If someone comes by and asks you, is there anyone in there, say no. But Jael, Heber's wife, picked up a tent peg and a hammer and went quietly to him while he lay fast asleep, exhausted. 
she drove the peg through his temple into the ground and he died. Just then, Barat came by in pursuit of Caesarea, and Jael went out to meet him. Come, she said, I will show you the man you're looking for. So he went in with her, and there lay Caesarea with the tent peg through his temple, dead. On that day, God subdued Jabin, king of Canaan, before the Israelites. And the hand of the Israelites pressed harder and harder against Jabin, king of Canaan, until they destroyed him. Judges chapter 5. On that day, Deborah and Barak, son of Abinoam, sang the song. When the princess in Israel take the lead, when the people willingly offer themselves, praise the Lord. Hear this, you kings, listen, you rulers. I, even I, will sing to the Lord. I will praise the Lord, the God of Israel, in song. When you, Lord, went out from Seir, when you marched from the land of Edom, the earth shook, the heavens poured, the clouds poured down water. The mountains quaked before the Lord, the one of Sinai, before the Lord, the God of Israel. In the days of Shamgar, son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were abandoned, travellers took to winding paths. Villagers in Israel would not fight. They held back until I, Deborah, arose, until I arose, a mother in Israel. God chose new leaders when war came to the city gates, but not a shield or spear was seen among 40,000 in Israel. My heart is with Israel's princess, with the willing volunteers among the people. Praise the Lord. You who ride on white donkeys, sitting on your saddle blankets, and you who walk along the road, consider the voice of the singers at the watering places. They recite the victories of the Lord, the victories of his villagers in Israel. Then the people of the Lord went down to the city gates. Wake up, wake up, Deborah, wake up, wake up, break out in song. Arise, Barak, take captive your captives, son of Abinon. The remnant of the nobles came down. The people of the Lord came down to me against the mighty. Some came from Ephraim, whose roots were in Amalek. Benjamin was with the people who followed you. From Machir, captains came down. From Zebulun, those who bear a commander's staff. The princess of Issachar were with Deborah. Yes, Issachar was with Barak sent under his command into the valley. In the districts of Reuben, there was much searching of heart. Why did you stay among the sheep pens to hear the whistling for the flocks? In the districts of Reuben, there was much searching of heart. Gilead stayed beyond the Jordan. And Dan, why did he linger by the ships? Asher remained on the coast and stayed in his coves. The people of Zebulun risked their very lives. So did Naphtali on the terraced fields. Kings came, they fought, the kings of Canaan fought at Tanakh by the waters of Megiddo. They took no plunder of silver. From the heavens the stars fought, from their courses they fought against Caesarea. The river Kishon swept them away, the age-old river, the river Kishon. March on, my soul be strong. Then thundered the horses' hooves, galloping, galloping go his mighty steeds. Curse Meroz, said the angel of the Lord. Curse its people bitterly, because they did not come up to help the Lord, to help the Lord against the mighty. Most blessed of women be Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite, most blessed of the tent-dwelling women. He asked for water, and she gave him milk. In a bowl fit for nobles, she brought him curdled milk. Her hand reached for the tent peg, her right hand for the workman's hammer. She struck Caesarea, she crushed his head, 
she shattered and pierced his temple. At her feet he sank, he fell, there he lay, at her feet he sank. He felt where he sank, there he fell, dead. Through the window peers his era's mother, behind the lattice she cried out, Why is his chariot so long in coming? Why is the clatter of his chariots delayed? The wisest of her ladies answer her, indeed, she keeps saying to herself, Are they not finding and dividing the spoils? A woman or two for each man? Colourful garments as plunder for Caesarea, colourful garments embroidered, highly embroidered garments for my neck. All this is plunder. So may all your enemies perish, Lord, but may all who love you be like the sun when it rises in its strength. Then the land had peace for 40 years. I do apologise for coughing in the middle of that. <coughs> Need to take a drink of water. So Luke chapter 7. And it will be 31 to 50. Jesus went on to say, To what then can I compare the people of this generation? What are they like? They are like children sitting in the marketplace and calling out to each other, We played the pipe for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not cry. For John the Baptist came neither eating bread nor drinking wine, and you say, He has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and you say, he is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is proved right by all her children. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with tears. Then she wiped them with her hair kissed them and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who invited her him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. But Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a certain moneylender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he forgave the debts of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown, but whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? And Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Here we are. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your incredible word. Lord, how you delivered the Israelites even when they turned away from you on many occasions. But when they cried out for your help, you saved them. And Lord, we cry out tonight for your help, Lord Jesus, as we come in this time, especially in the Western world and all around the globe. Lord, we face challenges, difficulties, Lord, people coming against us and persecution. We pray that you would help to protect the Christian church and help us to grow it properly. 
you know, based on your principles, the ways of you, Lord Jesus, and nothing else. Help us to show your love to everyone that we know. In your almighty name of Jesus, amen. And of course, for the sinner's prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I have done many things wrong. Lord, I ask that you would forgive me of my sin and I truly repent of it. Lord Jesus, you died on the cross to forgive me of my sin so that all, everything I have done has now been forgiven. Lord, I give you all the praise and all the glory as you have fulfilled your promise and transformed my life. I am a new creation in you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming into my life and being my Lord and Saviour forevermore. In your almighty name, amen. Well, there we are. That's day 90. We're officially a quarter of the way through the programme of Bible 365. I hope you're enjoying it. Make sure you leave some comments and subscribe to the show. And it would be fantastic if you could subscribe on YouTube as well. At the moment, we've got six subscribers. It would be great to get into double figures and see the channel grow. But I hope you're having a wonderful day. May God bless you. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. God bless and good night.